millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, James. I'm very proud of you. Do you want to know why? No. Because you're keeping a plant alive for the first time in your life. I can keep a plant alive, get a kid alive, I'll keep anything alive. I'll keep, a, I'll keep an active volcano alive, I don't mind. For backstory, my name is Claire, James is over there. We're sitting a bit further apart because isolation podcasting, well, even though we're married. This is how it's set up for when I do my more <laughs> successful podcast. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound what... so busy tonight. He's so busy. He's snapping, I am busy. I've got a lot of recordings and editing to do. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of videos and stuff in the can. Because we're about to, to have a baby in three That's weeks. That's right. We're both about to have a baby. Both of us have been putting in the hard yards <laughs> to get that baby growing. Totally. Anyway, I'm very proud because I don't think you've ever had an indoor plant. And I casually said to you that the plant that I bought for your studio, yes, yes. our studio, was dying. And it's not been dined anymore. Well, the reason why. Is this interesting? Probably the, not. To I've anybody. never had a plant. It's because, in all honesty, they're kind of pointless. <laughs> and I don't really need one. But you don't understand. But this is you. This is. Okay. So if you've never heard this man talk over there before, his hypothesis include the sky's overrated. Yep. Beer is a conspiracy. Yep. Plants are pointless. Yep. So basically. <laughs> plants are obviously <laughs> he's not heartless. pointless. Like they're obviously not no, pointless. No, they create, they create ambience. They also freshen the air. Yeah, they freshen the air. They collect bugs. Exactly. Do and they? bugs are important yeah. for the environment. <laughs> Classic. But look, the important thing is that I have a plant, we have a plant, and I've kept the plant alive. Should I get you into do. my perverse recommendation? Yeah, you should. Just before you do, I also think that you need to address the monkey in the room. You? Gotcha. The elephant. <laughs> no, the elephant in the room. The reason why you sound so flat today, what happened? What happened? Oh, what car. did you do? I hit, I hit the car. I smashed the <laughs> shit out of the side of the car. A brand new car so that we, we bought and I loved it and it was all shiny, shiny Not anymore. Beautiful. Not one side of it. So I was in one of those where I dropped you off your appointment. I'm not allowed to go in for social isolating reasons for the, for the baby. Yeah, yeah. And as I was coming out of the car park, it was one of those tower car parks that's really tight and it's a bigger car and I'm like sleep deprived and I've been working late night editing everything and I just hit a, I just turned a corner and I just hit a pole. <laughs> And I hit it so hard. And a wall. It's like a wall. Hit, you hit a wall. Yeah, it was like, yeah, as you go down the ramp. And I, yeah, so I hit three out of the four panels on one side of the car <laughs> and smashed in a door handle. But to be fair, <laughs> I, just, I did do it. What gets me is you would have had to drive, like it was, it's all the way along, so you had to just yeah, keep I, driving yeah, and I, scratching I, the By the time I'd realised what I was, like it was done. Like I wasn't you like, just committed. oh, no, I've hit it. Maybe if I creep out of this. <laughs> It was like it was done. Like it was just before I realized what was happening. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And the worst part is, like, honestly, the worst part is just like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like just another fucking thing. <laughs> to you know be I mean? fair, I always do I always do all that stuff for you. So but what that's the uh, yeah, that's true. Well to the be organizing fair, of the car. For our other car, you did smash every side of the car. <laughs> yeah, I know, but just in the corners. Yeah, months. but I'm prego and my spatial awareness went to shit. Yeah. That's actually a genuine thing. No, but to be fair, I felt so sorry for you. I, initially, I was devastated because it was a brand new car that, like, we've never owned a brand new car ever. before ever in our whole life, and I really and now we definitely don't because <laughs> no. I ruined it. 
Hard and to I be just, fine. Uh, we've only got three weeks to go. It'll be fine. I'll okay. fix it. I'll fix it. Lucky fine. we're not driving. We bought it because we'd need to be driving places with two kids. No, but we're not going nowhere. We're going nowhere. So anyway, we've got to get into it. We've got to get into it. All right, it. get your My stuff out. My first recommendation. Get it out. I'm getting out. I hit the plant. This uh, don't touch that plant. You know how much I care for it. But uh, so the first one, the one is the Planty un- underwater. Planty's fine. Underwater is a movie that came out in February. Oh, I know this, this year. one. Kevin Costner. No, with a that's Waterworld. That's covered with the things. Oh, sorry. That is a fact about Waterworld. If people were wondering whether Marnie Laura loved I'm Kevin Costner. I'm bald, but I've got flippity flippity feet. I like to he swim in the ocean. Flippity flippity feet. He had gills in his neck. Oh, that's right. Didn't he also have flippers on? No, he didn't. Well, maybe he was wearing flippers. But the idea behind Waterworld, <laughs> the budget blew out. And part of the reason part of the reason was because Kevin Costner thought he looked too bald in certain scenes. So I had him CGI hair into his bald head. Whoa. Yeah. It was worth it because that movie's spectacular. We have discussed before how obsessed men are with their hair. Yes. Would you do that if you know if you no. only noticed after a giant blockbuster film was all filmed that you had? I a mean, ball I patch. guess if there was the money and you're like a movie star and your whole thing is your image, then yeah, I guess you would. Okay, because a lot of them, it's hair plugs and wigs and and everything. Like it's it's crazy. It's like rampant in Hollywood. It's everybody's on human growth hormone and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I guess you would. All right, so yeah. we wanted a record that if James ever realizes he has a ball patch, and I'm a Hollywood superstar, <laughs> he's a Hollywood I would superstar, CGI. wouldn't in you? A, in an average if blockbuster movie, average, try <laughs> the biggest movie of 1990. No, it was it was a massive bomb, but uh, made it money back eventually. But no, it wouldn't you if you were in a movie and you could and you had a bald spot, <laughs> wouldn't you CGI it out? Yeah, but the difference is I have a lustrous There's hair. There's no difference. Not a grey hair so, on my head. So I would never did go bald. Kevin Costner. <laughs> and women do go bald. It happens. Yeah. We've really rambled. Yeah, look. Who's taking us off track? You with your plants and your cars <laughs> and, and your, your bald Kevin patches. Costner bald patch. Uh, <laughs> okay, so tell us about underwater. your swim, swim, underwater film. It's directed by uh, William Eubank and it stars Kristen Stewart, Vincent Castle, Jessica Henwick, John Gallagher, TJ Miller, who's currently cancelled for various crimes. But uh-huh. it opened poorly. Uh, it was made for like between like 50 and 80 million. It was one of the ones that Fox sold off to Disney and, ah. was, and it made about 40 million. It was also, it was, this came out at a bad time just before the pandemic but far enough ahead of it that it could have still made money, but it didn't. Ah, so, see. Was it also the soundtrack? Under the sea. That didn't Under help. Because people were like, this Darling is from a different movie. I had a singing crustacean. So it's heavily re- uh, reminiscent of like disaster and horror movies from the 80s. I'm not going to name which specifically because once the, it's kind of a, there is that kind of reveal in the movie, what, what is going on. Okay. But it's set in a, uh underwater research facility and mining facility at the bottom of the ocean somewhere. I can't remember. I was kind of half oh, watching. Oh, like it one at the of start. those underwater housy. Yeah, exactly. Like, like things. Like the like the television show Ocean Girl. I was just gonna say that because I bloody love Ocean Girl. Well then you'd love this. I love it so much. He swims with the whales. Anyway, so oh, it immediately so starts. There's not really any build up. The thing just explodes and starts sinking and the corridor starts flooding with water. And that's like how it starts. And then it's about the crew members trying to escape this sinking facility uh, for the for the length of it. It's only like an hour and a half. And look, there's not many new movies at the moment. You probably haven't seen this, but it is available on streaming. But to be honest, it's fairly decent kind of sci-fi adventure horror throwback with a really great lead performance. I actually really by want Kristen to watch Stewart. this. And I honestly, I think, look, it's again, I'm not going to say what it's reminiscent of because if you don't know, you probably don't want to know. 
because it kind of will ruin a lot of the movie. But it just does a lot of the things, a lot of the tropes well. It's not, it's not very original, but the things that it apes, it does a fairly decent job at replicating them. Do you mean apes them. as in like replicate? Yeah, that's I'm... what an ape does. It, it repli- <laughs> repl- repl- apes. I've never heard that phrase apes, before. You know, like also, an ape... And for the listener, James just did an ape dance. I did not. Just to clarify, I absolutely did not. <laughs> I was did. stoic and still. You were doing a and you can't dance. even see my bald patch Your from little... this angle. <laughs> We have a pact as a married couple that if I ever see that you yeah. have a ball patch, I If you're like, your hair's looking you. real thin, just I'd tell me I'd just say that. I'll be done. I don't want to be walking around <laughs> thinking I'm getting away with anything. Yeah. You do need a haircut. I absolutely do need you a do, haircut. Because you got your silver fox going on, which looks great when it's short. But it's as it gets longer, long. it starts yeah. to get like old man weird. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky I still love you. Yeah. Anyway, you should watch it. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean... Should, if that kind of thing appeals to you. I love it. You know how much I love an underwater world kind of movie because I don't like horror. I get scared by like things. But for some reason, underwater shit, bloody love it. I saw Megalodon. Bloody lost my mind. Yeah, well, then I think you might be. The Meg. Oh, the Meg. That's what it was called. It was terrible. But I like, there's something that fascinates me about the ocean because, guys, what's in there? Nobody knows. Bears or bees? Bears, underwater bears. <laughs> underwater bears. Well, there's like, I don't polar bears swim some of the time. They do. They'll but get like, you know shit. what I mean? Like the ocean, there's more ocean on earth than land. We can't get down there into all its bits. There's a lot of scary things down there. Nobody knows what. Who cares? He looks so Who tired. cares what's He's down there? In all honesty. Don't you reckon? And there's all like googly-eyed get, things that like nah, flash in you know the dark. what they should do? They should get rid of the ocean. They should si- there's a giant. They should siphon off the ocean into a big bucket so we don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> what? what? I'm pretty sure um, as a, like environmentally that wouldn't work. No, because we keep that the water. We need the it's ocean. in the bucket. It's in the bucket if we need it. We can pour it back from the bucket. <laughs> we're like, actually, like we need. For like, oh, actually, we need this Pacific Ocean. What we'll is this? Some of science back. by yeah. Donald Trump? No, this is science this by is a man who knows James a lot about science. Aping science by <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> hey, that man is a national treasure. He called the virus people. an antibiotic this week. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Don't even worry about oh, him. Boy. Anyway, what's your recommendation? Right, moving on from the darky darky swimmy swimmy things that are in the ocean. Guys, we don't know what's in there. What's up in there? Get it all in a bucket. We don't know. It's like if you There's get a so bucket. much shit in there we don't know. It's like when you're panning for gold. We just do that with all the stuff in the <laughs> in the ocean and then be like, what's in here? There is definitely a giant squid somewhere in there. there. Oh, yeah, that exists. Like a tentacle th- <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it terrifies me but also fascinates me. So I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah. What was it called, the one you recommended? Uh, ocean Girl. Oh, yes. I love that show. That's why I love mm. that show. No, you know, I'm serious. Tell me the other one. Waterworld. No. Well, yeah, that one with the baldy patch. The abyss. So it was underwater. Yes, there you go. It was, and, a lot, and the funny thing is, a I lot do of it. Listen to you. A lot of it, probably almost all, is set underwater. Oh, funny! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where I could get it. Uh, it's on streaming, very streaming. So I used a VPN. I can't remember. Oh, was it possibly one Express VPN? Yes. One of our sponsors of our that sponsor. we're going to talk about things. next week. No, Actually, our only sponsor. Yeah. Good. Good. That's all, all I right. want. I only want one. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, well, I'm not, this one is not set underwater. What is it? Disappointingly. Oh. It's called United States of Tara. It's Everybody an Everybody knows this, man. I know, it's an old show, but I want to talk about it because all three seasons, there's only three seasons, then it got cancelled, which is a little sad, but still great yes. watching. Is available on Amazon Prime. And I just thought it was really interesting. It was actually the whole concept of the show was made by Steven Spielberg and his wife, whose name is Kate Capshaw. My wife, yeah. She was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dome. She's the one who's like, oh. Indy. And he's like, the bloody woman, the bloody, bloody, I'm sick of that <laughs> shit, quite frankly. All right. Well, anyway, so she seems really cool too. And, it, and so it's based around the idea of the central character played by Tony Collette and that she has a disorder called dissociative identity disorder, yes. which was formerly known as multiple personality disorder. Yes. And um, I think what's really interesting about it is it's really hard to define. It's one of those shows, James, that's like hilarious, but also moving and unconfronting and outrageous and a little bit indescribable, much like a, a dramedy, would we say? All those things you're describing, I imagine you say hilarious. And what else did you say? Confronting. Hilarious, confronting. Outrageous. Outrageous. Moving. Yeah. Okay, that's unmoving. I imagine a monster truck with a big smiley face on the front. (laughs) That fits that description perfectly. (laughs) But is a monster truck with a smiley face hilarious? Mm, That's a good question. Well, comedy is subjective, so I'm going to say yes. All right. You know what is hilarious? (laughs) Your bald patch. How dare you (laughs) I'm telling you at this moment in time. To tell you. Next time you get like you next week, I'm going to be completely, <laughs> and have a shaved head. Oh, Lord. Anyway, back to the show. It's actually, it's so excellent. And I'm really, I just am in awe of Toni Collette and mm. her acting prowess because she plays Tara, the central character, who's a suburban artist and mother coping with dissociative identity disorder. And But it also looks beautifully at her family. And I think one of the core things about this show is that the writing is so excellent and her family. So her husband is played by John Corbett. Aiden from Sex in the yes. City. Yes. And he's like the rock of the show. He kind of has been with her for 17 years. Can you smell years. what the rock is cooking? That's a wrestling <laughs> reference. Oh, well, they go, the let rock. me keep, stop interrupting. Who would do that? But he, but their relationship is so beautiful and he clearly just loves her so much that he's willing to put up with the outrageousness of her embodying kind of all of these different people at the same time. And every time she embodies one of her, what she calls alters, she can't remember anything that they do. So Mm. one of them is like this like kind of really blokey hillbilly man. And then there's also a 15-year-old girl. And then there's Alice who is like a 1950s housewife. And then you start to also see other characters unfold through the show, which I won't spoil. Um, But every time she's one of those characters, she can't remember anything that's happened. Like a fight club. Yeah. Um, They also have two teenage kids. One, um, Kate, is played by Brie Larson, who we love. Oh, is she? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't realise Brie Larson was in Yeah, and she's really funny in it because she's just got a really – you know, her delivery is quite dry yes. and deadpan and she plays it so perfectly as sort of like a troubled teen age daughter. Yeah. And then Marshall, her brother, is played by Kia Gilchrist. Yes. Um, and he's gay and kind of grapples with his sexuality throughout the show, which is 
kind of really interesting as well. So there's a lot of themes around just being a teenager and how hard that is in relationships. And how is it hard, is it, do you reckon? Bloody hard and high school sucks and all of that kind of stuff. And nah, not if you're the growing. coolest guy in school like I was. <laughs> all right. And then her sister is played by Rosemary DeWitt um, and she is, you would know her as a character in La La Land. She's the sister of... Plays the piano in the, like the main lead. Now my brain's gone. Emma Ryan Gosling. Stone. Is Ryan Gosling in yeah, Lala? Yeah, yeah, his Stone. sister. Yeah. She's also in an episode of Black Mirror and she's in Mad Men. But she's excellent and she's kind of Tara's self-absorbed younger sister in the show. And she's also great and their relationship is really interesting. So what I love about this show is just the dialogue, the relationships between the characters. And even though it sounds like it does explore mental illness, I think in a really – considered way, even though it is also very funny and traumatic and all of those things, I think the strength of the show is in the writing and the dialogue between the characters, which is, you know, what I always love about a show, any premise you can put in place as long as you've got really true and believable characters who have really... You can can make anything if you... Relationships, yeah, Yeah, Mm. and it's the relationships between those characters that are so beautiful and oftentimes really heartbreaking. And I think that comes down to the writer of this show, Diablo Cody. Do you know much about her? Who's that? I've heard that name, definitely. Yeah. Right, so that's her pen name. Her actual name is Brooke Morio. She was born in, in 1978 on June 14th. Oh. Um, yeah, so she is a writer and producer. She started off with a blog and subsequent memoir called Candy Girl, A Year in the Life of an Unlikely Stripper. But turns out she wrote Juno, which was her debut feature film script. Um, and that one, like, oh, my gosh, so many awards for the Best Original Screenplay, BAFTA Award for Best Original Screenplay, just a brilliant film. And I think the dialogue in Juno, you can see hints of that in yeah, right. the United States of yeah. Tara. I've watched Juno again. I've watched that since it came out. Yeah, me neither. I but really I like really... Alan Page and Michael Cera. So. Yeah, me too. And mm. I really like her writing style. She just seems yeah. like a really interesting person. And Tony Collette in an interview really raved about her too. Yeah. Um, so her writing is just brilliant and I think it really sh- comes to the fore in the United States of Tara and that's why I think she got Tony Collette um, as the lead because the writing just, as you can tell, kind of jumps out at you, out of the page. So <laughs> it's also just really funny and I just have got really absorbed in it and at these particular times I just think it's one of those shows you binge watch. And that started in the mid-2000s kind of, or something, didn't it? Yeah, it did. 2007, 2005. What, do you remember. know? Do you no, know no. Rilla's release in 2007? Yeah, that's right. United yeah, United States, States of Tara, of Tara is 2009 to 2011. Cool, gotcha. Oh, really? Yeah. It was only short. Mm. But yeah. what I also thought was really interesting about it is that when I was watching it, I was trying to pinpoint why I could identify so much with the character and with the writing and why I loved it so much. And then when I found out it was a woman that was writing it, I could tell. And I what? know this sounds very, I don't know, ranty or something, but – the reactions between the relationships between the the daughter, her mother, her sister, the women, the way that women are portrayed in it, their sexuality yeah. is portray- portrayed, their feelings around motherhood and identity and all that kind of stuff just really rang true. And that's actually not that common, particularly no. in shows I think that are written by men. Not that I don't enjoy shows that are written I by know blokes. What you're saying because it's coming from a perspective of somebody who's experienced these. Yeah, things how to yeah, it. and yeah. it kind of deals with. Those I don't think that's outrageous. All right, yeah. I know I sort of have to feel – I feel like I need to put caveats around all this stuff. You should. Apologise for all opinions. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. But I just – I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that like in a broader sense it deals with the reality that women often face, and I'm sure men do this as well, but 
that we have to be so many different people in so many different situations mm. and different people for other people in our lives and play all these different roles. Yeah. I think that can yeah. be true for a lot of people, but yeah, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, and so they explore that in general, but mm. I think for women in particular that can really, particularly um, as parents and I don't know, I, yeah, it just there's a lot of stuff in it that makes you really think but also makes you laugh and it really hits a true chord, mm. true note. Anyway, Very I loved good. it. It's on Amazon Prime. Your turn. Well, I have something equally thought-provoking, something that I've just gotten back into. They had a quite a, a bit of a hiatus. Don't sound so enthused. Just, no, no, Claire, I'm building up to it. Um, so, Guys, but this actually want to be here. Started back up in March and, and, look, I'm back into it in a big way. It's the Auntie Donna podcast. <gasps> and, look, I know this is obviously uh, <laughs> like a podcast on our network, but this is something I'd happily recommend regardless. Mm-hmm. But because it's, if you don't know Auntie Donna, they're a comedy sketch group. They've been on a bit of hiatus because they've been working on a project which... Top, top of secrecy, it's top secret. Right? Oh, I'd, love, I'd love to talk about it, but it has nothing to do with me, quite frankly. <laughs> and, uh, and But it's, yeah, you'll see. You'll but see. You'll all You'll all see. see. You'll all be sorry. <laughs> or you naysayers. That comes in in my recommendation yeah. next, that phrase. Anyway. They've, they've just started putting some old sketches up that they hadn't previously released because they recorded them for when Rove came back last year and then he, the show was axed like almost immediately. So they had these. So they're, they're kind of those are starting up on the YouTube channel. But those, so those are there. But the podcast is this funny and silly, surreal I don't know, maybe variety show. I don't know. It's different every week. The most recent one was, uh, if you know that there's a few members of Auntie Donna, there's the free, free front member. There's other people also cycle in and out and also people who are full-time members of the team, but also work behind the scenes as well with, as with writing and music and things like that. But in this particular episode, it's Mark is just being Mark. Mark's got the beard. He's the one they call the little Italian kind of guy. Broden is playing uh, the biggest Harry Potter fan in the world who also hasn't seen the movies or read the books. So he's just making up a lot of Harry Potter Potter stuff as they go. And Zach is pretending to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but he's lacking confidence. So he's like, huh, I'm Dwayne the Rock. You might know me from my big muscles and all that. I can't do it. I'm not doing any justice. But also the things that he talks about are oddly accurate and specific and real true life things that are true of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and also during the course of the episode, you find out that Mark has, in real life has had too much caffeine and is struggling to kind of right the ship as he feels like he's going to have a heart attack <laughs> and, <laughs> and an existential crisis at the, sa- at the same time. So it's always different every week. You kind of don't know what you're walking into, but it's really fun and uh, just listen to it because it's, it's lighthearted and fun. And they're still doing them over Zoom now at the moment. The latest one is actually... The first one I mentioned is actually up on their YouTube channel. They're so clever and yeah. great. Their whole YouTube channel in general is just brilliant. I've been, yeah, recently. Yeah. Every, every now and then I'll just kind of fall down the rabbit hole and I'll just go through and kind of like watch everything again. Yeah. So, yeah. My favourite really... one I think is The School Nurse. <laughs> one of my favourite ones. My recent The Sea Breeze, boy. No, that Sea Breeze, but I can't the, He do literally does that every day yeah. all through our house all of the time. Mmm, salty air on my lungs. Breathe it in, boys. Taking that sea breeze, boys. You need to go and watch that sketch. And I love so... Brian Kelly. We saw Joker together, the movie yes, Joker. he's so funny he's and great. So fucking funny. He's actually the director of Jess Perkins' comedy show. He is, never yeah. Live. Jess Perkins from our other podcast that I love, Do Go On. And she, I mean, I love lots of podcasts, but, you know, that's one that's awesome. And Jess is supposed to do a comedy stand-up show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah, got canned, but he was directing her show, which made me really happy because Hopefully that'll come back. He's though. hilarious. Yeah, he's great. And anyway, great. you'll be seeing him real I so. will. Is it my turn? It is. And okay, I'm well, done, yeah. Well, speaking of comedy, I have, an, I have a comedy recommendation too. We've yes. gone from Under the Sea to All Things Funny. 
I don't know. That didn't even make sense. Celia Picola, who I love, who's a great uh, stand-up comedian from yes. Melbourne. She has a new comedy special that's just been released on Amazon Prime called All Talk. Oh. All Talk. I saw you watching this, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. I actually saw this show or, or a version of this show live last year um, yes. in the comedy festival. And it was great then and it's great. It's a great um, watch and really fun, really funny. And But it also kind of explores some dark themes about her life as well. But in general, I love Celie's comedy because it's – often just so lighthearted and funny and silly and great, but also very frank. Yeah, and <laughs> the reason I was laughing while we were saying that, you'll all see, is because every see. year she chooses a motto for her life and that's yeah. her motto from last year was, you'll see, you'll all see. <laughs> and that was like her, like, like, like the thing that motivated her for the year, which makes me laugh so much because, you know, people are always like, seize the day and all that stuff. No, you'll see, you'll all see. Yeah, so she's just great. I would recommend her in lots of things. She's um, also just a brilliant actress and she's in Utopia, which is a really hilarious show, kind of in a similar vein to The Office but about politicians and behind the scenes of politics. She's so funny in that. She does a great show, Rosehaven, with Luke McGregor. Yes. Silly Bacola. We They've written it together. Sure, we have, yeah. yeah. It's a great show on the ABC. But you can find that. I think it's definitely on streaming services. But she also does serious drama too. And yes. I've seen her in that show that was based on – a classic, what's that called? I always forget what that is. Beautiful a Lie. A Beautiful Lie. Yeah, beautiful but it's lies. based on. And it's got the girl, the actress that is in the other thing that you Succession. love, Succession. Yes. Yeah, and it's just a brilliant um, drama. I, can, I, can, I will Google yeah, that. Yeah, can you Google that while I keep yeah. on rambling? So she's in that and she plays like a, a mother in that and just oh, just really, really well, but it's a quite a straight role. Mm. And the other thing that I've been loving about Celia Fagola recently, I've just gone on a bit of a deep dive. She just recently finished the season of Dancing of the, with the Stars oh, yeah. in Australia and she won it. And what's so amazing is she's actually a brilliant dancer. Like, turns out, yeah. Turns out and she's never done any dancing before and she barely could look her dancing man in the eye because he looks like Cupid but grown up with like muscles. And she was. She said she doesn't like to be in the like touched by anyone she doesn't know, let alone by a bloke she doesn't know. And she had to do all these spins and listen to, it and she couldn't stop laughing. Like she couldn't even be in the same room with him initially, because he's he's like very handsome mm. and you know like a dancer. Anyway, and she just breaks through all of it, breaks down her barriers. She's got a lot of like kind of body issues around her weight and stuff, and she just had to be sexy and you know very serious in this dancing routines and I know it seems like like a it's you know it's a reality TV show but I think it's it's my favorite of all of them because you can't fake it you can't fake that kind of like they have to do like eight to ten hours yeah, it's so serious rigorous training I look at day. that and it gives me heart palpitations because yeah. I am a terrible dancer because even if you're doing like a singing show I mm. still you know those are challenging but Everybody can kind of get up there and make some noise and talk. Make some noise. Make some noise. But you know, but that kind of skill and that fitness level you yeah, have the to go to. Of it. And then the way the amount that they work hard and then these routines they create are just so awesome. My favorite thing is when they get like a very old person with a very young person and the young person does a lot of the like <laughs> running about and that's John Wood in the middle kind of like <laughs> Shuffle at his feet. No shade on John Wood. No shade yeah. at all. He's in a Don, Auntie Donna he sketch. Is. He's in a He's bikey very funny wars. in that. Yeah. Anyway, this particular season, and you can go back and watch it online. And if you follow Silly Picole on Instagram, you can see her dances. But as a as an awkward 
comedian, kind of self-deprecating stand-up, mm. to watch her just do these like incredibly difficult and and often quite serious and heartfelt dances. And she talks a lot about her pre- depression and anxiety and yeah. she's and mental health as well. She really champions um, mental health. She has one or two routines, particularly one week where her depression just kind of took over and she really struggled to get through. And yeah. it was she's just really beautiful the way she talked about it so honestly and openly. Anyway, it just made me happy. And during this time, everybody's gonna get some. And by happier, the end, yeah, like on. dancing to like no crowds. Was, <laughs> yeah, it all down. yeah. There. So you literally see they started before the pandemic kind of yeah. took off, and then by the end, yeah, they're all social distancing and there's no crowds in the in the room. And she just smashed it. And I just think it's always really cool to see someone do something outside their comfort zone and rock it and be yes. vulnerable, which I think is really challenging and often. For comedians, I think it can be even more challenging to to kind of open up in that way and take yourself seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I really respect that. She was great in it. And, yeah, so all talk on Amazon Prime plus Dancing with the Stars with Silly Pecula. Silly Pecula. Silly Pecula. All right. Is that the show? That's the show. Terrific. Well, look. You, Terrific. Uh, while, you bring, <laughs> uh, Terrific. while you're bringing up something that people listen to yeah, yeah. or something. Oh, wait. So, so what are they doing? I have doing? an email. Cool. But yeah, you can do that. Do you want now. me to do that first? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. So you can email the show with your suggestions. We love to hear them, mainly because we're running out of our own. Not me. <laughs> so you can email the show at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. We also just love to hear from you. If you have something you want to say, we'll love to not hear always. it. Don't I always, always read them. James does not always read all I the emails. I have no idea how to access that email. <laughs> but Claire tells me the ones, the good ones, the ones that feel no, through. all of them. I tell you not about true. them. Anyway. You do tell me about them. All right. Well, but this, but I, I read them all. So. Julie Reynolds, thank you so much for writing in. Hello there, she says. Love your podcast. My boyfriend turned me on to it shortly after we found out we were pregnant with your parenthood episode. What? You're giving birth to our parenthood episode? What? How awkward. Maybe they were using it for lovemaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody does. Everybody does? They call us the lovemakers. No, Collings edited that out. That was bad. No, Collings, leave it in. I think I was going for, it's just the love machine. Is that a song? No, no, you did it. Oh. Everything's a song <laughs> if you want theory? it to be. <laughs> I have a baby crammed up against my organs. No judgment. My organs what am are, I going to do once his baby's out? I'll have no free. excuse. The problem with my organs is because my torso is so muscular. That's the oh, problem because my, my organs feel a little bit constricted Has, from my abs. <laughs> oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the most inf- infuriating thing about me being pregnant? How many chin-ups I can what, do? Yes. <laughs> it's just watching James get progressively fitter. As the nine months has gone on and he's bloody now he's bloody a bloody chin up bar to put in the bloody doorway. I got into bed last night and I had to remove a chin up bar from our bedroom doorway. I actually doorway. haven't done any working out today, so I'm feeling pretty rubbish. Oh for I know. one day. No, thank you for acknowledging that. One day, yes. That's right. Oh, thank you for empathizing with me for once. You stopped you stopped making me look at you and talk about your muscles. <laughs> Where well, am I looking this yeah. morning? <laughs> do that like every day forever and then I got pregnant and like I was becoming like a giant human and you just at one time I just exploded at you because you're like Claire look at my muscles what do you think I'm feeling a bit down today I don't know I've probably eaten too much and I was looking at you and I've just turned into this human like bloody Michelin woman and I just lost it like day one as soon as that baby is out of you we're going back to that routine (laughs) oh great thanks you telling me how good I look. Okay, great. That'll be or exactly what I, I need want you to, to be hear. Because actually, because you. while you're pregnant, 
Totally, like, you know, fine. Got a yeah. baby. You know, you prego. But then the baby comes out and it's not like you immediately like pop back into the size that you wear. I mean, some women do. I'm not one of those women. That's the whole thing. So I'm going to love that just yeah. looking at Thank your muscles. You. I appreciate that. To be fair, I like some eye candy around the house. So <laughs> keep working out, mate. One day you'll get there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, let can't me work finish. Out, can't Poor work Julie. Out that I've been spot. reading her email and I'm off topic. Shout out to my husband for buying me the cookbook he suggests as a gift shortly afterwards. Oh and goodness. she loves it. Oh, that's a Midnight Chicken, a great, beautiful recipe book. And so for Claire, she's recommended a murder mystery called Caliphate. Oh, I love Caliphate on the Netflix US, which I'll be able to access with my ExpressVPN. Yes. <laughs> There's also one season, but I binge watched it in a day. It traces multiple characters beginning with a woman stuck in the ISIS caliphate in Syria who contacts the police officer trying to get out with her baby. It sounds really full of suspense and discovery. And it certainly I does. It. Yes, exactly. Action-packed with a mass attack, expensive discovery and multiple characters whose lives all tie in together in the end. It will keep you on the edge of your seat. That sounds so up my alley. Also, all of your pregnancy rants are on point. Thanks, mate. I agree. I am on point. Well, good, as long as you both agree that you're all right. <laughs> I like you, Julie. I finally figured out why I wasn't reading as much listening to you. Yeah, your brain just, it's hard. James, sorry, James, suggestions for you are more my boyfriend's lane, but he's a dedicated listener to your supposedly more popular podcast, Lol. Not supposedly. Supposedly. That is Julie a Julie is my new best friend and that she said supposedly. Fact. And we are committed <laughs> to that hypothesis. Stay safe, you guys. You too. Best wishes, Julie. You know what I love about Julie? Julie just gave me a recommendation. There was nothing there for you. And often <laughs> people write in. For you. So I like her. Yeah, well, that's because I'm from a more popular podcast. You are a spin-off of my more popular podcast. (laughs) You know, like in a motorbike, how there's like a sidecar and then there's the person who runs next to the sidecar. Yeah. That's you. (laughs) Okay, look, if you do want to help the show, we would really appreciate this. Both of us can agree on this. You can review it in-app. Like I'm Not Comical says... Uh, I'm not comical and it says spirit five stars says, I love this podcast. You guys are really helping me through this time. I like both your spirits, but I haven't heard James talk about the dog spirit on these much more successful podcasts that weekly plant in a long time. Does he still like the dog spirit? Did her spirit change? How is she doing? I need answers. No, her spirit's great. She's bloody kicking yeah, ass. She did get trapped in the podcast studio. She today did. For I came a out. To, I was upstairs and I looked out the window and the, I saw the dog just st- like staring at me through the, uh, the through the glass in the studio. I'm like, what the fuck? And I go out there. I'm like, did I leave her? I haven't even been in here today. What happened? And then I'm like, how did this happen? And then my son was like, I did it. I put her in there. And I'm like, why? It's <laughs> not a good Don't thing. Don't do it. No. Yeah. All right, uh, that's the show. That's your show. Next week. I always do that in the weekly plan. I'm like, next week, and then I might have a topic, but I don't know, this. I'll watch some stuff. and We'll watch some stuff and let you know. Come back. We're actually reading a couple of really good books, but I don't want to talk about it until I finish them. I'm not reading I may never books. finish them, though, because I might have a baby by next week. Oh, my God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the joy. No, you never know. No, exactly. You know what you will have by next week, though? What's that? A bald patch. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But if I work out my head so much it gets muscular and it draws the uh, the hair together. No, if I got bigger it would spread them out a bit more. Oh, my God. Mm. It's the most vain man alive. Anyways, uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next no, week. What's don't... wrong? Oh, it's not, that's not the podcast. What's the sign up for this show then? James has a ball patch. See you Enough. next week. See you next week. All right, Claire. 
you got to watch me drive off on this motorbike. <laughs> and I have to run along beside you. That's I right. can't even run at the moment. Not with that attitude. All right. See you Bye. later. Oh, thanks to Rock Collings for editing as well. Oh, my God, Rock Collings. you got a, you got a big job this oh week. Oh, my God. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.